Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with me, your hostess and practical priestess of wisdom. Thank you so much for taking your time to share with me uh, your precious time, as today we're going to be talking about the essence of embers, those dying, glowing remains of a fire. And we're going to be talking about how that applies to our lives right now. What happens when it's time for us to resume our daily lives? What happens when the fire has died and we're now just left with glowing embers of what used to be? So join me as we talk about Beware of the Embers. I'll see you on the flip. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, we're talking about Beware of the Embers. And The embers for me are symbolic and literal. Um, How I want to start this off is I want to start this off by a quote from a professor of African-American studies here in Atlanta from Emory University, Dr. Carol Anderson. And she talks uh, about the quote that I'm going to give with regards to uh, civil unrest, racial inequality, and the like. Um, but I'm going to be putting a slightly different bent on it. So here's what she says. She says, stop concentrating on the eruption of flames and focus on the kindling of devastation. Stop looking for the spectacular and notice the simmer. Simmer, excuse me. We're so focused on the flames that we've missed the kindling. Now, she talks about kindling, which is the fire starter. She even talks about the eruption of flames that lead to the devastation. But what I want to do is I want to talk about the third part, the embers, which are the glowing hot coals that are heated and just as hot as the uh, the fire. But they are the representation of the remains of the dying fire. They are the smoldering. They are the underneath. They are the parts that if not given proper attention, they can come back and cause even more damage by bursting forth and giving birth to an even bigger fire the next time. And when we talk about these embers or when I'm talking about these embers, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how they started to come about. So today I was doing some research for actually my podcast. And I had a different topic that I was definitely interested in doing. And I saw a few things and I was like, oh, that's not good. And it seemed like all the different sites I, I went to, the articles, the think pieces and the like, they all started speaking to me in this way. And so here's our wisdom smack for today. 
And the wisdom smack is beware of the embers. Beware of the hot, glowing fire of the last gasp of the raging fire that you may have already gone through or that you're currently going through. Please let this serve as a wisdom smack to keep you aware, hyper aware even, of those little areas that if not given proper attention to, can come back on you and show their faces in many different ways. So one of the articles um, I looked at talked about the impact of, uh, well, I'm in the United States, and so I was reading uh, papers geared toward the United States. And it was talking about the impact of how workers will react once we, or if we get back to a point where the places that laid them off are hiring again. and. I read all of the the things that were said, and I, I I looked at it, and I was like, you know, one thing I do know is that you can never go back home. It's kind of like that old saying that says, you can never go to the same place in the river because the water is always moving. And the embers of that would be for people to uh, think with hubris, you know, arrogance that, oh, yes, we're just going to go back. I saw another uh, statement by someone, and it's very true, that said, for those who think that uh, if you've closed your business or shuttered your business down for a few months, that you can just flip a switch and turn it back on, you've never run a business. And I'm like over here like, amen, hallelujah. Yes, tell the truth. And it is true. And what is what is happening with a lot of us is that I know I was guilty of it. We've got these blinders on where we just think that we just paused. You know how you pause a video and then it picks right back up? Well, guess what? This isn't a pause. This is kind of like when you're watching a movie. You can't pause it. You got to go to the restroom. You go to the restroom and when you come back, it is not where it was. It has moved on. And now you're kind of disoriented because you don't know what's going on. Like, how did they get here and how did they get there? That, those are some of the embers underneath, some of the faulty assumptions that we're making. And I want to say something about faulty assumptions. They tend to throw off a lot of smoke and cloud up the pathway and the plans. The other day I talked about... Um, conjunctive events bias. And it's a fancy way for saying that we tend to plan uh, for events to line up in an exact order that we like to get the results that we want from our plan. But that's not how life works. And because that's not how life works, you're not going to necessarily get your plan to work exactly how you'd like it to most of the time. I even talked about uh, how Dwight Eisenhower talked about, you know, plans fail, but uh, being a planner is indispensable. And it, 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 it lends to what we're talking about today, that, yes, our outlook of what life after this pandemic will look like is probably a faulty assumption, probably very cloudy, and probably all kinds of wrong. But... It still makes sense for us to start getting to the point where we can see life after the pandemic, but be mindful 
of the embers. Be mindful of those underneath, those glowing coals that are sometimes overshadowed by all the ash that they're producing on top of them. The very word embers means ash. And I don't know about you, but I remember when I was a kid and I would love to play with uh, the logs that were burning out and I would scrape the ashes off the top and I would see the embers. And sometimes, I know I wasn't supposed to do this, but sometimes I would blow on them. And as I would blow them, they would get even brighter. And every now and again, one of them would spark and a, a little flame of fire would come back out. And that stuck with me because the essence of an ember is a situation waiting to bring chaos and destruction right back into your life, to eat away and evaporate everything that you think that you are building or that you're going to build. And so you got to be careful, beware of the embers. Now, there's another thing. I wrote these things down and uh, I want to make sure I get them to you today. (laughs) Okay. So I wrote this down and when I wrote it down, I was like, Hmm. Okay, is this talking about us individually, us as a, a, a community, or what is it talking about? So here goes. I wrote down desire and demand surge uh, in times like this. But on the other side, our ability to be accurate and our ability to plan plummet. And it was inspired by uh, some, some of the writings that I, I looked at today. And when I sat there and I looked at it, I was like, what does that really mean? And to me, at this particular time, the uh, ability to regain your desire to go in and do things and and live life, you know, before, you know, or not before, but, you know, live a life that fairly has a little bit of, you know, carefreeness to it. And then your demand, your your ability to have, you know, demands for doing things, uh, they're eventually going to come back. For some people, they've already come back. There are some people who are willing to risk it all to just go out and hang out with people because they're 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 being challenged right now with um, the mandates of their their local principalities of uh, staying staying away, you know, social distancing. And when I looked at that, I was like, there, you know, there is a lot to be said about how our our human natureness <laughs> emerges when when there are times like this. But you know, when those desires and those demands, you know, I'm human, I can't be caged, and all these kind of things come up, you still got to be aware, be aware that the embers are still burning. And that's why you're you get cloudy. That's why your ability to accurately know how to step and how not to mess up gets shrouded. And so I want to encourage us that just because there seems to be light at the end of the tunnel doesn't mean that we need to forget that you got to definitely make sure that when there has been a fire and there is definitely one. And I'm going to be I'm just going to be honest and say, I don't believe the fire has anywhere nearly gotten to the point where it's about to die down. I really don't. But don't turn your back on it because embers can come back to bite. Another thing is, is that thinking about our society as we knew it, 
thinking about how whether we liked it or not, we were basically forced to have a major breakup. And that breakup was in the way we socialize, the way we get our livelihood and so many other things, even the way we have our consumables. In the United States, our consumables uh, that contributed to the uh, GDP were so high, uh, there were there were estimates that in last year alone, we got up to almost 90% of uh, consumables feeding into our gross domestic product, which is unheard of. Where we used to be, I know, solidly like 70%, and that's real high. But then to go from up there to where we are now, where it's kind of like screech, stop, Don't you think there are going to be some ripples? Don't you think there are going to be some aftermath and some aftershocks uh, that can come back to bite us if we quickly try to go back to what we think or or what we believe is due us or owed to us as a way of life? There is um, this this statement, and I've heard comedians talk about it, uh, philosophers and the like, and that is, it's part of the hedonistic uh, treadmill that we're on that we it, as humans we don't like to uh, regress once we're used to a certain comfort once we're used to a certain way of life technology status uh, wealth is hard for us to to regress and because of that very thing we are hurting a lot of us, and I'm including me, because life as we know it, it's it's not like it used to be. You can't just run out and go meet up with friends downtown for uh, a quick bite and uh, drinks. You can't just go and uh, uh, see your friend's baby and you know hug and kiss on the baby and all this. You just it's it's it's, whew, it's so much. Like the other day, I was uh, thinking about. Uh, something I wanted to eat, and I'll and it had a lot of nuts in it, and I was like, you know, be careful because the last thing you want to do is go to the dentist <laughs> or have to or need to go to the dentist at a time like this. And it's like I would have never thought about that, you know, before partaking. Now, of course, I did eat it, and it was good, you know, and um, it, it was like I said, it was just some nuts and stuff, and I, but I would that thought still came, uh, and I'm very grateful and thankful, you know, for some, you know. Uh, good teeth right now. But just the way we move, we're not going to be able to move that same way. So then I looked at what was the aftermath? And I don't even want to call it an aftermath. It was more like an after scarring of people who made it through the Great Depression. And they became mistrustful. They became all about loyalty. um, And they became all about being very circumspect. 360-degree vetting and looking before they leave. They became savers. They did not buy out of credit. Um, My grandparents even said things to me growing up, like, in God, we trust everybody else would check out. My grandparents were always like, you know, never be without uh, something saved. Never, you know, be without... uh, save up. Don't just put everything on credit. Um, my grandmother was like, you're a fool if you buy furniture on on uh, credit. And I mean, just different little things of how they looked. And I see us returning to, to those ways because of the trauma and the shock and the fire that we're going through. So let me talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that 
I was gleaning from today as I was, you know, looking for my notes to finish up my notes for what I wanted to talk about today. And I was talking about, you know, the breakup or the breakaway. And the breakup, whether it was from your job or whether it was from uh, people that you usually spend, spend a lot of time with, what these breakups and breakaways are going to do are they're going to force people to test out other pastures, whether it be learning how to uh, spend quality time alone or whether it be having to go and work for another company or the like. Uh, I live in Atlanta and we have a large airline industry here. And one of our largest has started sending out furlough information and actually telling their employees <laughs> that they can go work at another local based company that's large and that they are hiring. And I was like, how do you tell, you know, your employees that we're going to fur- furlough you and, oh, go get a job at Home Depot. And I thought about it. and I was like, well, what's going to happen when Everything goes back to where people need to fly again. There's a lot of training and information and knowledge that's needed uh, to work um, in and around the airplanes. So you're going to just cannibalize and gut your talent and then have to start over anew. Everybody's going to suffer if that happens, you know, and on and on and on. I kept seeing this and I was like, see, these are those embers that are just waiting to reignite and cause even more damage. And yes, it's, it's, it's going to be something because those people who have to be on the front lines and can't, you know, uh, a lot of your, your service people who were in the airlines, who were uh, doing uh, customer service for um, restaurants or whatever, uh, you know, they're, they're impacted. And what's going to happen is they're going to have to for- be forced to go and test other pastures and they may not return. And so there's going to be a total shifting of how a lot of industries are run because there's going to be some uh, adjustment time for when you go back and you have to try to find people and your talent has left. So now you got to retrain, but everybody is still expecting. Remember that hedonistic treadmill, everybody's still respecting expecting a certain level of service that they had because it's hard to go back. It's hard to uh, get less than what you've been accustomed to. And then this part is something that I didn't, I, I was I was being a little naive and myopic about it. I'll just go on and say it. A lot of my uh, talking about the pandemic has been based on the understanding that I work from home and that I'm kind of like talking to other people who get to work from home. And that's not the case for a lot of people. Uh, up to 30% of our population did not work from home and they're being highly impacted right now. And so there is starting to emerge a huge disparity between those who have the ability to earn with their hands as opposed to those who have the ability to earn with their heads. And so there are many people who couldn't just say, oh, I'll go, you know, and and drive this bus from home. (laughs) You know, you know, people still uh, uh, people still depend on public transportation. There uh, just recently, 
last week, uh, there was a gentleman who took to social media and his video as a bus driver and who was complaining of someone who was on the bus sick, coughing or whatever. And then two weeks later, he's not with us anymore. And I don't normally go this route, but I'm just going to say this really quickly and move on. At this particular time during this recording, there have been a lot of studies that have come out about um, Americans uh, in my demographic, not demographic, excuse me, in my ethnic demographic of being Black or American descendants of slaves, ADOS, you know, um, who are having a a, a higher amount of effects of the coronavirus. And people are running around trying to figure this out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is part of the fire and the embers. And the reason why is because it's not where they're trying to blame it so much on uh, health issues. And I'm like, uh, is it really just health issues? Or is it the fact that there are a disproportionate amount of people from this segment and this sector who are the first hire, I mean, last hire, first fired. And so thus they end up working uh, jobs that require your hands, jobs in the service industry. They have to be out and um, among them. Um, Today, there was a disheartening article of um, gig workers who deliver foods and they actually called out the company uh, Instacart where people will post exorbitant tips to lure people to prioritize them, to bring them their food or whatever they're delivering, and then cancel the tip. So they're duping these poor workers. And these people are out here putting their lives on the, on the line to deal with them and to transport all this stuff where many hands have touched it. And so when you have a higher percentage of people who have to be out, not because they want to, but because they must to be able to put food on the table, feed their children and and do what they can to ink out of uh, of living, of course, you drive up the probability for them to get infected at higher numbers. When you, let's not even talk about our postal service here in the United States. It is one of the highest uh, employers of uh, people, American descendants of slaves. Let's just be honest with it. And think about how much they have to touch and, and all of these things just to give you your mail that you're still expecting or the bus drivers, or the sanitation workers, or the people who are actually doing a lot of the cleaning of the places that folks want clean before they walk in. And so there is a a ripple effect. And we, we must be mindful of that because of the fact that these are also your embers. If left unattended, they will rise up. Um, one of the articles, and, and like I said, I have I have some of my favorite people, and I'm going to give another shout out to Mr. Morgan Housel over at uh, the Collaborative Fund. And so he put out an article today, and uh, he was asking what next. And I, this was like after I had uh, read so many different think pieces and things. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird because he's saying some of the stuff I'm saying, but in a different way. And there was a little part I wanted to bring uh, attention to. And that was, he quoted himself from a piece he had written about six months ago, back in October. And this is what he said of um, the population and those who are in the lower sectors. And this is what he said. He said, historically, power is transitory. 
it shifts when those who don't have it get fed up and they bond together to gain enough influence to take it back. Never underestimate the power of a unified group of powerless people with a shared goal. He goes on to say, what happens when the bottom starts pushing back against the top? Part of it is already happening. And then he goes on um, to mention some of the things. And I was arrested in reading that because I was like, yeah, because I was so angered when I looked at how people are being mean. How can you do this to people who live? Unfortunately, they don't have a living wage. They're not getting paid a living wage to deliver your food. So they depend on these tips. And how dare you do this to them? But that's part of those cloudy assumptions that your fire won't come back to bite you. And I just want to tell you, it might not be you because, you know, usually people who rock with me, we don't do that kind of stuff. So it might not be you. But if you happen to know somebody who has an issue and does that kind of thing, please, 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 please make them aware that beware of the embers, that 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 dying part that you see, that that lower cast, as you will, that you think they could rise up. And they could start a whole new fire and they could snatch back the power that you think you may have. But that's not all of what this podcast is about today. What I what I want to also say is this, and that is that when you go through something like this, it has lasting effects. I remember a client that I had a while about a while back. And she had gone through a fire where um, she had lost a lot of things in her home. And we're both avid readers. And she said one time, if you ever, you know, want to give me a book, because I think I had mentioned getting, you know, gifting her a book. She was like, please don't give me the book. She said, just send it to me electronically, you know, get me a Kindle version or whatever version. And she explained that she you know, used to have a pride in her library. But when she lost everything in the fire, it was hard because there was so much that she couldn't replace. And so she then moved to, and this was right around the time when the cloud was becoming popular and places like Dropbox were giving away free gigs to get people used to the new concept uh, because it it was new and people were like, what is this? I don't trust this. But she was an early adopter of it. And she was like, you know, give me those things because I can retrieve them. I have a little more insurance now. And I, I remembered her today and, and, and what, she looked, what, what she said about that, because we're not going to be the same. No matter how much you think you desire and demand to go back to business as usual, you don't come out of something like this the same. And it is folly for us to think any other way. And so I actually, I wanted to say that as part of what we're endeavoring to do, because I do not, I'm going to say this one more time, I do not believe that the fire has finished burning out. I don't. And even if it has for some, don't turn your back on it. Because those embers, they burn just as hot as the fire and they become the new kindling to start a new fire. How many times have you heard about a raging forest fire and they attribute it to one point where somebody thought that they had put out a harmless fire? 
but they had left the embers. So again, I want to encourage you to search through your life, search through all those areas where there are possibly some lingering things that you haven't addressed, uh, whether it be related to the aftermath of the pandemic or other things. Because I'm going to tell you, this pandemic is bringing out a lot of stuff and a lot of people. It's really showing people the make of their metal. There are some people who are figuring out that they are very organized, that they are able to uh, take care of doing things for themselves. And then there are others that are like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much supervision I require each day to do what I need to do. There are a lot of eye-opening things that are happening, and this is the time, hopefully, this is the time for us to all be circumspect, all of us to take inventory of what's in our closets, what's what's lingering in the unused portion of the basements of our minds, as James Baldwin would say. Have we gone down there and, and dusted and tidied up? You know, have we have we explored those things that are lingering? Because I'm going to tell you, When you go through things like this, you have to realize that what you endure through times like this dictate, dictates, I should say, how you emerge. Are you going to be able to emerge where you're the better for it? Or are you going to have all these little fires? And I thought that was really something when I was, you know, uh, putting together today's podcast, uh, the title of... um, a show in a book that I have made reference to a few times on a, on some other podcasts. I said, "Wow, that's so apropos that little fires everywhere would uh, uh, come, you know, come out just about now." And that's what embers do. They have the ability to start little fires everywhere to the point where those fires become one big raging fire that wipes you out and takes away any and everything that that defines who you are and who you used to be. And so coming back full circle, the essence of embers. To me, at this particular time, with the situation that we find ourselves in, which is a highly unlikely situation, but has high impact, I'm going to say that embers represent those underlying issues that have been festering for too long that are just waiting for you to turn your back on them so they can come and do even more damage and destruction. Embers are beautiful to look at, but they hide. Mm -hmm. They hide under the uh, front lines of their brethren. And they actually mean ash, but you got to be careful because sometimes the ash covers up a lot of stuff and we make faulty assumptions that the fire is out and that it's safe to go back out. So I'm going to tell you, slow your roll. Take this time that's been granted to you. Get past the carnal desires and demands that are surging within you to slow down and beware. Search for the embers. Take care of them. Douse them and, and do what you can and what you must to protect yourself and your future. Be mindful and respectful of other people. Less you turn those embers against you as well. Somebody said that karma might not know your name, but she never forgets your address. So be kind to one another as well. And so with that, guess what? Mm -hmm. 
my time is up and I do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes, like, subscribe, and share. And because this is a daily podcast, guess what, y'all? I'm going to see you tomorrow. Have a good rest of your day. Talk to you soon. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.